I remember the day that my dad came home with our first computer. It was one of those IBMs that was this big with a big green screen. And I remember setting it up and sitting on the living room floor with my dad. I was six years old. He went through and he showed me spreadsheets, the word processor, and an elementary beginner's programming language. And as a little kid who could barely read at that point, this was a moment for me. Why was this such a big deal? What my dad was showing me was his livelihood. My dad was a computer programmer at Mutual of Omaha. In a way, when my dad sat me down on the floor showing me this new computer, he was inviting me into his own work. And so very soon I started spreadsheeting all my baseball cards and tracking their value, writing programs for the computer as a seven-year-old, and enjoying the ins and outs of taking apart computers and repairing them. But that all began with that one day of my dad saying, hey, this is what my work is, and in a small way asking me to take part in it. I think there's something about these stories that captivate us. I remember as a kid admiring the great duos in baseball. You had Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken Jr., Sandy Alomar and Roberto Alomar. I think today's kids have, in basketball, they have Del Curry and his son Steph, or Cecil Fielder and his son Prince. There's really a beauty about carrying out your father's work, to follow in his footsteps. So, of course, after graduating high school for myself, I went on to study computer science at UNO, which was my dad's alma mater as well. Really, in human history, it wasn't until the 19th century or so that we began to see a departure from this as a way of life. Right? If your dad was a carpenter, you were going to be a carpenter. If your dad was a doctor, odds were you were taking up his practice. And the disciples in Jesus' time lived in this world as well. Right? James and John, we hear them leave their father behind in the boat as their fishermen. They're meant to follow after him in that work. Jesus himself was the son of Joseph the carpenter. So in his young adult life, he would have been taking up that work of carpentry continuing his earthly father's work. As John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, we hear the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is the Son of God. And it's at this very moment of his baptism in the Jordan that his public ministry begins. 
Multiple times in Scripture, Jesus repeats to us that I do the work of my Father. He tells us the Father and I are one. Whatever the Father does, the Son does. The Father sent the Son to do the work of the Father. So here in this moment that the heavens are torn open, and God proclaims from heaven that this Jesus who was born of the Virgin is the Son of God, who has existed from all time. This takes place, this revelation takes place at a point that the work of the Father is being carried out. John the Baptist is calling people to turn away from sin and turn back to God. But it's the moment that Jesus is baptized that makes this possible. The work of mercy, which is the work of the Father, begins right here. We shouldn't miss the extraordinary thing that takes place here. And Matthew tells us Jesus' response to John. Why must he be baptized? It's to fulfill all righteousness. It is in this moment that the Father not only declares that Jesus is his beloved Son, but that by his very incarnation, we who enter into these same waters of baptism are also beloved sons and daughters of God. Jesus at this moment is anticipating his own death and resurrection. His own death and resurrection in which truly the gates of heaven are thrown open. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, when speaking of both Jesus' baptism and our baptism, beautifully states it as follows. Everything that happened to Christ let us know that after the bath of water, the Holy Spirit swoops down upon us from high heaven, and that adopted by the Father's voice, we become sons of God. Just as at the moment of Jesus' baptism, the Father's work becomes Jesus' work. So too at our baptism, the work of our Father, our Heavenly Father, becomes our own work. God the Father, in a very real way, showing us his mercy, forgiving our sins, is saying to us, this is what I do, this is my work, in a small part, join with me in that work. Brothers and sisters, as baptized Christians, this is our calling. Our public ministry began when we entered the waters of baptism. We entered the death and resurrection of Jesus through baptism. So what does this mean for us? Let me illustrate with another story. 
When I was a 19-year-old kid during a retreat, after I'd spent a little bit of time away from even going to church, I experienced the mercy of Jesus in a very real way. A very real way of knowing that God himself was love and mercy. That it was in my own sinfulness that God loves me. Right? In a way that the Father was showing mercy, he was showing me, this is the work I do in you, and I want you to join me in that work. And you think where I'm going with this story is I'm going to say how I entered seminary and was ordained a priest, and that's the story. But it's not. No, at that moment, when God was inviting me to join in that work, was where I started volunteering in my parish, leading studies for high school students, and being that weird college student at UNO that talked about Jesus to people or talked about Jesus at work to people. And something strange happened in that moment. Yes, at times people thought I was weird. But more and more, as co-workers and friends would come against tough situations in life, or just come up to that question, there must be more than this. They would approach me and practically beg me for the mercy of Jesus Christ to be proclaimed. In the time since I've been ordained a priest, only three, three and a half years, I can't count the number of times I've had this conversation. It goes something like this. Father, you need to talk to so-and-so. He hasn't been to Mass or even stepped foot in the church in a decade. And while, yes, I do enjoy pastoral visits, my follow-up statement or question is always this. Have you talked to them? Have you invited them to Mass or to Bible study? Or have you sat down and spoke with them and proclaimed Jesus into the struggles of their life? The work of Jesus Christ, the work of the Father, is that of the baptized, not just that of Father. The proclamation of the kingdom is something that we're called to do by our very baptism. And I still believe that as we live it out deliberately and we show others how Christ has shown his mercy in our own lives, that we'll have these conversations with people and eventually they do open up and approach the mercy of God. We have to truly believe that if we were created by God and we thirst for relationship with him, then when we present that to other people, they will be drawn to it. Why do I believe this? I believe it because it happened to me first. 
And I believe it because I've seen it countless times. I've seen high school students bring their parents to relationship with Jesus. I've seen people's lives transformed by others proclaiming how they've experienced Christ. The heavens are torn open before us at our baptism, and our mission has begun. We're called to share in our Father's work. So pray with me. Loving Father, we ask that you open our hearts, that you place on our hearts the ways that we've experienced your mercy. If there's areas that we haven't experienced your mercy, we ask you to pour your mercy upon our hearts to know of your love for us, to know that there is nothing that keeps us from your love. We ask that you place on our hearts those who need your mercy proclaimed to them and give us the grace and strength that we may do it and that we may share in your work. Amen.